everybody welcome to the latest episode of tales from the doghouse separation anxiety explained with our three wonderful global experts on separation anxiety i am sarah mclaren i'm in the uk and i am with oh hi it's ness jones i'm in australia and i am with separation anxiety in dogs decoders where are you from sarah what company oh me did i not <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can find me if you just look for me. No, it's separation anxiety. <laughs> separation anxiety solutions. She's <laughs> just that famous. She yeah, I'm in, UK, I'm in the UK. That's all you need to know. You can find me. <laughs> <laughs> I am Stacy Bell with Focused Fun in the US. Today, our episode is going to cover multi-dog households. So, well. So talking about how having multiple dogs, whether or not all of them have separation anxiety, could affect the way you approach home alone training for your dog that does have separation anxiety. So we will cover um, that and maybe tackle some myth conceptions and uh, see where it leads us. Always, always with the myth conceptions. I think on a weekly basis now we have to cover those. Yeah, <laughs> the best made-up word I've ever done. I think. <laughs> so, what what questions do you get asked with people who've got multiple dogs? What do you think is the most common question that comes up? There's well, one of the biggest misconceptions I think would be that getting a second dog will help your dog with separation anxiety. So I think that's the biggest kind of misconception surrounding that. And I think, you know, we've all seen multi-dog households where the dog still has separation anxiety or separation related behavior. So, um, and there are some studies on, on that as well that it doesn't actually help. Now it can in some cases, and we've talked about this on one of our episodes a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But just, you know, to review that, um, possibly the exception to the rule is um, if you had a second dog and that dog has recently passed away or left your home for some reason that sometimes getting a second dog in that case may help, um, Mm. but also may not. So Mm. I want to delve into that a little bit more. I'd be interested to hear if you guys have heard any studies relating to this. So greyhounds may be an exception, not all of them, obviously, because some of them don't like other dogs. But um, I heard that because the way greyhounds are brought up, they're brought up in an, I'm talking about racing ones, obviously. Um, they're brought up in an environment where they're never left alone. So they don't get a lot of socialization um, the way you would with a normal pet dog. Uh, but they're brought up in a, in a kennel environment. So they've either got other dogs with them 
or maybe a person, but largely they've got other dogs with them and that's, that's their upbringing. Now, I have heard, and I can't find it, I have looked for it high and low. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but there's been some sort of study, and I don't know what it looked like or how robust it was, that with greyhounds, they can do better with another dog uh, because of the way they're brought up. So, um, you know, they're always around dogs when they're brought up. So when you take them out of that environment, when their racing career is over and put them in a pet home, they might actually do better with another dog. Uh, and there's apparently some study around that, but I can't find it. So have you guys heard anything along those lines? You know, I really wish you would have prepared me for this because <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up a bunch of studies about greyhound race, X racing greyhounds and, you know, behavioral studies on them for one of my very, very awesome clients. Um, a while back and I did read them at the time, but I have forgotten everything I read apparently. <laughs> um, so I, I can't remember. I think, um, I think what I remember reading is that the incidence of separation anxiety was not higher, but I don't remember if I read anything about whether having another dog in the home helps with them more specifically or not yeah there might be some anecdotal evidence but of course not all greyhounds will be will thrive with another dog obviously right. and not all people can get another dog you know if they're living in an apartment they don't want two great big greyhounds lounging around the place taking up room but uh yeah it's a, just a it, i just find it quite interesting and i'd love to get hold of that study or find out if, um, if it actually exists or not. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, if, if you were looking at the, the socialization experience, like you say, quite often they're, they're brought up within their own family units out there. So with the siblings and things in, in their, um, uh, as puppies. So rather than go to homes at eight weeks, like general puppy does, they tend to stay together for a lot longer. And like you say, if they're in a kenneled environment, the likelihood of them having the same, person every time is probably much slimmer so they would if you were to look at it from a pure socialization aspect they would be socialized more to other dogs wouldn't they so it would in that instance it would make sense for them to rely more on another dog than people but that doesn't always follow does it because quite often you get kennel dogs even though they see different kennel maids every day will still get separation anxiety when in a home but it, it's um yeah it's interesting i'm just trying to I think I do know of um, a behaviourist over here who did used to work, I don't know if she still does work for Dogs Trust, who uh, specialises in sight hounds and X-races and things. So I might give her a poke and see if she knows if there's anything in particular that we would be um, useful for us to know. Yeah, we're good. Okay, so if somebody is thinking... Well, that's me. I have an ex racing dog, or I have a dog that maybe was in a foster home that you adopted, or some other situation where they did seem to be better with um, a second dog. What are some of the, um, you know, kind of questions to ask yourself? to determine if a, if a second dog is right for you right now. Do I want another dog? 
think that's a big one because like when we're getting a dog for our dog, you know, that's a, that's a whole different thing than getting a dog for because we actually want a second dog, right? Because, um, it, it might not turn out fixing the separation anxiety problem or, or, and, and likely it won't, but then there also introduces, or there's a possibility of introducing additional problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that is, that is a big one. Also, it's a, it's a financial commitment. Um, and a time so commitment as well. Time is huge, right? Mm. Um, and what if that dog ha- happens to have behavioral um, struggles that you need to work through as well? And so there's, there's a lot more to, oh, if I get another dog, it might help fix um, my dog separation related behaviors. And also there's the whole thing of, um, you know, how those dogs mesh together, you know, personality wise, um, their energy levels, their play styles, their, you know, if one struggles with resource guarding or anything like that, I mean, there's just a whole like lot to think about, um, there. Um, but, fostering, if you're considering getting another dog, fostering is a, is a way to kind of test the waters. Yeah. I mean, look, just cause you get another dog, doesn't mean it's going to fix your dog separation anxiety. You could end up with two dogs of separation anxiety, um, or you could still end up with just one, but then the other one's fine. So it makes no difference. Um, or if you're very, very lucky, you might, it might help. Yeah. But you yeah. don't know until you get that other dog or you foster to adopt, perhaps. Yeah. 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 So what are some of the um, the things that having, if you already have multiple dogs or if you are considering getting another one, um, I'm, I'm just thinking of some of the effects that the, um, the non-separation anxiety dog might have on the separation on the home alone dogs training. Um, what do y'all see with that? Um, well, if the other dog is maybe a barker or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's reacting to external noises, what have you, uh, it can trigger the SA dog in terms of, you know, the other dog starts barking and it's like, ah. Oh. So, yeah, that can, it can impact that dog. Yeah, that, that I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the one I see the most as well, is that the barking affects, affects the, um, or triggers the dog that's struggling with separation anxieties, anxiety about you being gone, um, just kind of unsettles them for sure. Um, so what Quite do we often, do in Oh, sorry, go ahead, Sarah. Quite often as well, when we're when we're in the in the beginning of the separation anxiety training, the uh, the dogs who are learning to be alone, once they've been triggered, quite often then end up going into uh, anxiety mode, don't they? Rather than just settling back down again. So the original dog may have barked at something outside and then gone, oh, it's gone now. And then they go back and lay down. Meanwhile, your poor separation anxiety dogs now having a complete meltdown because the other ones triggered uh, this whole anxiety episode and your training's all gone out the window. <laughs> right. 
do you all set each other off Ness? Uh, yes. And uh, if I'm watching a dog, you know, I'll get a video and I'm watching it, client video or something, and the dog starts barking. And it could just be oh. an external barking, you know, barking. It. Hopefully it's not because it's over threshold, but, you know, maybe it's barking because something's outside. And then, yeah, all three of mine are like, Rah! <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, definitely. Uh. It's great. And I have Ernie sets yeah. Ernie sets Molly off and then Molly starts shouting and she's no idea what she's shouting at. She just stands <laughs> in the middle of the house going, whoa, 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 why am I shouting? And Ernie's running yeah. around going, ah, it's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> That's funny. Joy. When um when I take the dogs to training and I take mum out, the mum, uh, the brother and sister left in the van and they start howling. It's yeah. beautiful. I love it. I love listening to it. Uh, but they'll they'll literally start howling in tandem. <laughs> Mom. Yeah. Oh, like that. Like total wolf howl. Oh dear. Bless him. So so yeah. So what what would we what would we do to help our separation anxiety dog? Yeah. What would we do? Well, I suppose it depends on whether you can split them. I mean, that's always one option. If you can put your non-separation anxiety dog in a different part of the house while you're training your separation anxiety dog, that's one way that can help. Yeah, or masking, you know, trying to uh, remove the external influence in the sense of, I mean, obviously we can't stop people going by on the street, but we can maybe move that dog away from the window or what have you, get it away from the thing that's going to make it dark. Yeah. So I think management, like you guys are saying, management. See is how professional the she is, Sarah. She says management. Like, you know. I'm not professional. Hey, I'm not that <laughs> professional. I'm no more professional than you guys. No, but I do think oh. management. <laughs> no, I mean, we're all professionals, but I don't think any of us are stuffy. That's what I'm saying. Are you saying I'm stuffiness? No. <laughs> Come on. Um, anyways, management, whatever that could look like. So I do think that, like we talked about in our, um, oh my gosh, do you hear him chewing on his bone? Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Rowan, can we, wait, let me see it. Pause for one moment. Please. Guest appearance by Rowan again. <laughs> how, how nice is um stacy's house oh, it's lovely dear listeners mm. for those of you that can't see us oh she's running around in shorts um okay what was i saying oh management right so um he's gonna come back with his bone um <laughs> So I think it kind of depends. And we talked about this a little bit in our external noise, environmental noise. I don't know what we called it, um, podcast. Um, but definitely trying to mask the noise or, oh, this is where, what do you call it? Not weather stripping, but the <laughs> stuff that you put around. Oh, we're back around. on that again. Yeah, <laughs> we're back on that again. <laughs> but like those types of things that dampen the noise or, in in the case of like brown noise or something mask the noise but then also you know if the dogs need to be separated um you know for some dogs that's quite stressful to be separated from a housemate yeah, that's a problem yeah 
Um, so that's not always possible. Um, sometimes like the non-anxious dog could go maybe in a crate. Is that wrong? Sometimes, what? Yeah, Is I'm that wrong? <laughs> he's no. across the room. It's just a really <laughs> loud bone that he's chewing on. There was something I read earlier today about masking sound and about um trying to soundproof things and just how difficult actual soundproofing is because yeah the way that soundproofing works with acoustics and things and that the best way to to um, help with exterior sound is, is simply by masking it again with white noise brown noise um less the radio or the television so much because they can actually trigger your dog by mm. something being on there that sets them off but there was something <laughs> And it was some kind of drumming. I can't remember what it was. Do you have have you heard of some? It's a particular. I don't know if it's a music or not, but it's some kind of drumming. Ah, yeah. huh. no. No, I'm gonna have That's to go find it. Yeah, right. you should find it. Go back to what you were doing. I'm off to find the drumming. <laughs> I had a um, I had a a lady reach out to me, and the dog has separation anxiety but it's on meds and it is left alone but it, it is it just goes off into a bedroom and chills out um but it gets set off because there's people in the woods with fireworks and guns shooting them and it stresses the dog out no end and she's tried to mask it but she's really struggling because you know guns and fireworks are quite loud um yeah and the poor dog is out of its mind yeah um, that's, yeah that's it's big. It, uh, yeah I it's mean, just a tricky one i just yeah yeah that's really tough um so then i think you know masking or management in general is kind of your first step so whatever that looks like the best that you can do there and then i think the second step would be to work work on it with your the dog that's alert barking or um being triggered by the environmental sounds um found it so oh you did what is it what kind of drum eileen anderson was mentioned um taiko drumming t-a-i-k-o t-a-i-k-o writing yeah. that down said, uh, one would assume that a dog scared of thunder would automatically fear these things but many habituate to different types of music despite fears of similar noises so it's um, a good masking sound yeah. i had i uh, she was um she does a lot with um sound stuff now doesn't she mm. i think i um when we did some sound, uh, when we had the Zen dog thing, mm. she's in our show notes. One of the articles that we looked at, yeah, in the yeah. show notes is is by Eileen Anderson. Yeah. Um, interesting. So I wonder what those drums sound like. Yeah, I'm gonna you have to look. go find them now. <laughs> yeah, Stacey's on the internet. <laughs> It would be interesting. Maybe you could play it for us. You could get Rowan to play one on his bone. <laughs> Maybe it'll drown out his bone noise. Maybe See? it'll drown us all out. T-A-I-K-O <laughs> drum. We'll have a whole session on Tycho drumming. Here you go, dear listeners. This is on the internet. Tycho drum. Looking. Got the looking face on. I do have my looking. 
is it um okay let me look it's is i think it's a japanese thing sounds japanese oh. um yeah i wonder okay. if the um who are the guys who do the dancing in clogs oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that would work <laughs> sure do they dance in clogs or is it like hobnail boats? I can't remember now. Have you found it, Stace? I have. It looks like in general they're like really super large. Um, it doesn't seem to be a specific drum. They're like um, multiple drums and the men aren't wearing shirts and they're very, very sweaty. <laughs> very sweaty. <laughs> um, so it's like a whole body workout. Can but for some, some reason, my, my sound isn't playing. Okay. I hear you guys, but when I play the videos, my sound isn't playing. So no. we'll just have to link to them. That way our viewers can see. Well, you guys can start try to play one. I found them easily on YouTube. But oh, um, I'll have a look. Wait, uh, that can go on the show notes then. So where were we? <laughs> isn't this the whole point of our podcast to talk about the drums no <laughs> um okay um I think that we were talking about what we should do so management is our first line strategy and then after that we're gonna work with our um sound sensitive dog or the dog mm -hmm. that's triggering to the environmental stuff. Um, and so, you know, the, it, it's always a little bit tricky because you're not home, obviously. But a lot of times if we can really work with them consistently when you are home, then you can um, make some headway with, when you, even when you aren't home. Ness has got a, a can you hear it, Ness, on your phone? Is it playing or is... Yeah. We can't hear it. I we can't hear it. it. Your headphones are really good at not picking up extraneous. Oh. Yeah. I, maybe I should get headphones. That way you yeah. guys can't hear Rowan chewing his bone. Sarah, <laughs> it's your turn. Try on your computer. <laughs> with, with multiple dogs, um, another thing that you can help... It's time to help might... people customize and <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they're not doing it now. No, okay. Can you hear that? Can you hear that or no? No, really. It sounds like, like somebody's tapping a stick on a wall. Well, we'll just have to link. That way they can get, our view, uh, listeners can get the whole experience. of. Yeah, because we are totally hearts. failing at this. We? Well, no. It's really, I mean, <laughs> gosh. it's a definite black mark there. Yeah. Basically, definite yeah. fail. nice, nice um, low frequency drumming. There you go. Um, yeah. And it's so low that. frequency, dear listeners, you can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing it, but you just couldn't hear it. <laughs> the dogs could hear it, though. My dogs have all just gone really quiet now. They're like, oh, yeah, we like that. But I've got <laughs> in the 
Um, oh, that's oh. funny. Okay. Right, um, oh, back to multiple dogs. There we go. So oh, multiple dogs. <laughs> Movement as well. So dogs that meander around a lot, and you know, so you've got your separation anxiety mm. dogs that you've been working on your you know dories are bored and you've managed to stop them from following you and then you've got the others that follow you instead because they're nosy uh so i think one of the uh, one of the management strategies there would probably be some mat training so that they don't all decide to try and follow you out the door particularly if you've got multiple as in three four five multiples of Mm. dog because the last thing you want is a crowd at the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, or if uh, another thing is just, you know, if dogs can't be left together for some reason, whether it's new and the relationship hasn't been established enough to where you feel comfortable with that, or um, maybe the energy levels are different. One's a puppy and one's an adult. Or if there's some... Um, resource guarding type of struggles trying to think other reasons that oh medical issues there is um someone that I know of that um their dog has seizures every once in a while and so when their dog has a seizure the other dogs get um yeah Yeah. um so those are all situations and in which that the dogs might not be able to stay together. So in that case, just preparing the dogs to be able to handle being separate um, is going to be your first line. For sure. Yeah, so there might be some pre-training training training going on. Right, And, and so like because it's hard for dogs that struggle with separation anxiety in general to be in crates, if a dog has to be in a crate, could it be the other dog? You know, it might be easier to um, train that dog to be okay with the crate, or if it's not a crate, just another room in the house. Um, so, but that's yeah, it comes down to training. Yeah, it does come down to some training. Yeah. So if we've got two dogs with separation anxiety, we need to also tackle that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess you guys would agree that we start with the dog that is struggling the most. Yeah, go go at the pace of the slower dog or the dog that's struggling. See, you're so professional. Mm. Just just can't stop with my total professionalism. Um, Yeah. And so the biggest thing to think about there is that sometimes that will switch, right? So it could be that you have two dogs and what, and um, I'm trying to think of Rufus and um, Rufus. That's a good name. Roscoe. You have Rufus and Roscoe and Roscoe struggles more. And so you might start out training, basing your training on Roscoe, but then it'll switch and maybe Rufus will start having more trouble at the pace that you're going. And so it, it's, it's not that you're picking a particular dog and basing it on that dog, but you're basing it on whichever dog is, is 
goes struggling more the most, slowly yeah. or struggling the most. Um, mm. and, and that may switch. With the idea being, obviously, that if you go at the slower dog's pace, that the second dog would never go above threshold because they're happier being a little bit, being home alone a little bit longer than the other dog. So right. that, that would be the idea behind that, yeah. So, yeah, I don't have anything else. Do you guys? I can tell you a little story. I, I love stories. So I've got, three do- I've got three dogs. Mum, who's not got separation anxiety. Her daughter, who's not got separation anxiety. And her son, who I sold to a home. They couldn't keep him, so he's come back to me. Now, he does have noise phobia. Uh, and, uh, you know, he doesn't like, for example, garbage day like Tuesdays is really bad for him. He doesn't like storms, blah, blah. Anyway, the other day I had to go out. So normally they all get out in the morning. Um, You know, they get a run, some exercise and some enrichment and all that sort of thing. But this day I didn't take him out because I was a bit time poor. So he didn't get that. Uh, And then I had to go out. And normally he's not alone for that long. Uh, You know, might be an hour or so, maybe a couple of hours for whatever reason but this day I was out for five hours and came home and got a call from my neighbors saying your dog has been howling for five hours wow. and I knew it was him I knew it was him because uh in a nice way don't get me wrong she wasn't complaining she was saying I was worried um mm-hmm. but I knew it was him because I, I knew the other two just wouldn't do it they haven't uh and as far as I'm aware he hasn't done it before at all I've never she's never rung up and said by the way and she would uh do you know what I mean so so now I'm like well it was for the apparently it was pretty much as soon as I left which if I was just popping out for an hour you would think he would do it for an hour every Mm -hmm. time I leave the only difference which I think is interesting is he didn't get out for a run that morning Mm -hmm. but but now I'm thinking oh have I got a problem yeah. yeah yeah so that's I'm really to... interesting well because didn't when when the folks returned him to you didn't they say that they felt like he had separation anxiety yes they did but but he was living um next door to a construction site so i've got video mm. of him literally shaking like a leaf because of the noise next door right. uh, and i kind of didn't worry about it in the sense that I haven't seen it. He's been with me for quite some time and I have not seen or heard this behavior. This is like this kind of one instance where, you know, I've been told now that he was howling the whole time. And I came back and in one of the bedrooms, everything was on the floor, like the the bedding and everything. Nothing was destroyed, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, so there's an interesting, I'm going to have to now, see what's going on you have to set Mm. up cameras now Mm. yeah but uh did something trigger him i don't know is it because he never went out for a lack of of exercise or like just that change in routine or combination or yeah sound what time maybe a set maybe he heard something environmental Uh, yeah and it was the morning so he is a lot more sensitive in the mornings because there's much more traffic and trucks and things like that so yeah Mm. Mm. 
So we shall see. Watch this space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, multiple, yeah. multiple dogs, but I know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Ness will be getting the camera out. Yeah. Yep. Well, just make sure your neighbor can text you next time if he's been howling so you can get back home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would, I would want to know, right? Yeah. Like oh, if, absolutely. Yeah. And be able to get back um, yeah. ASAP if that was happening. Yeah. It's interest, interesting as well, isn't it? Because he's, he's in a family unit. I mean, he's with his mum and his sister. So if his mum mm. and his sister are enough to, you know, help him out, then, you know, that that, that just kind of like um, leads into what we've been saying about having another dog doesn't always make any difference. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What have you left him since? No, because my van has kaput and it's in the oh, workshop, no. so I can't leave the house. Oh, no. Yeah. Stacey, you've gone on mute. Does that mean that Rowan's throwing his bone around the house now? With He's just so loud. Like, I don't understand how he could be so loud. <laughs> I was trying to be nice by giving him a bone because I've had a lot of meetings today. And I was like, I'll give him a bone. And plus, we're supposed to have a package delivered. And you know how the crunch of gravel is, is a very is a sound that you pretty much have to bark at. So I was like, well, if he's chewing a bone, he won't even notice. And then... Now our listeners get to hear him chew his bones. Okay, well, um, so Ness, your homework is to set up a camera <laughs> uh -huh. and to, um, oh, and Sarah, your homework is to reach out to the behaviorist you know at Dogs Trust. That was the one, wasn't it? Yes, to see about the racing greyhounds or ex-racing greyhounds. Yeah. Do I have any homework? Find us a good link for the show notes for the... Um drumming oh yeah. yeah okay that'll be my homework <laughs> okay fabulous everybody i mean the only other thing i can think of on multi-dog households is obviously when you've got more than one is it i mean separation anxiety training takes time full stop doesn't it we all know that but mm -hmm. in multi-dog households it does sometimes mean that you are just gonna have to think outside the box that little bit more to make sure that you can do the training with your separation anxiety dog and also make sure that your other dogs are, have all their needs met as well and that we don't end up doing more with one than another. I'm just, mm -hmm. not that you can see our listening people, but I do believe that Stacey's covered in paint. Yeah, I, I do. I'm painting my, um, Jim and Brayden are away. Um, for 10 days, which means that I am alone in the house by myself with no um, other people around oh. with living with me. So it's just Rowan and I. And um, so I'm trying to get, well, I'm trying to stay busy because like, you know, it's, we don't it's want you, you need to, you need to stay enriched. Um, it, it's a core training for dog, the humans with separation anxiety yeah. so you know exactly. make sure you exactly i'm doing yeah. enrichment activities so i'm painting my um laundry room cabinets they're the our laundry rooms in our basement and our basement well it's like a sunlit basement so like a walk-in basement so it's not really dark but that room is dark and doesn't have any windows and the cabinets that are in there are like a dark brown and so i painted them like a grayish white color and um been 
I've been wanting to do that for like ever since we lived in the house. So for like 11 years, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it today. <laughs> Yay. Kudos to Stacey doing the job. <laughs> yes. Yes. Today was the second coat. So I'm hoping that I won't need another. Yay. Oh, well done. Oh, there we go then. So yeah, that, that's all I had to say. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad that, you know, they could see that part of my life. Yeah. It's important that we get good descriptions of our of, of what's going on when our dear listeners can't see us. Yes, and it's true. It's true. Sat here wearing cowboy hats and, and things. So in some nation, uh, today we've been speaking about multiple dogs and how you would go about your separation anxiety training there. And basically what it boils down to is we need to go at the pace of the dog with the separation anxiety. So if you've got two, then go at the slower pace. Uh, and you might need to do a little bit more training and work on your management skills around having both dogs, particularly if you've got one that might shout that sounds outside. So you've been listening to Tales from the Doghouse Separation Anxiety Explained. You've been listening to me, Sarah McLaren, who's in the UK. My business is Separation Anxiety Solutions, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And my website is www.separationanxietysolutions.com. And I am Stacy Bell in the U.S. at Focused Fun. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Focused Fun Dogs. And my website is focusedfun.net. And I'm Miss Jones. I'm from Separation Anxiety in Dogs Decoded. I'm in Australia and you can find me on Facebook and Insta and on my website at rockdiamonds.net. Um... You have been listening to Tales from the Doghouse Separation Anxiety Explained. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and other listening apps. And we'll have a special guest next week. So that will be very exciting. Stay tuned. Woo-hoo. See you then. Bye. Bye.